You're listening to the Joy Junkies Show podcast, episode 121. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 121. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. You ready to hang out on the pod, baby doll? I'm ready, baby girl. You ready to talk to the pod people? I'm ready. I was just thinking that how when you were shopping for your Halloween costume earlier today, uh-huh. and just how sweet you were to me. I love how you say stuff like that, like baby girl, little dove. Yeah? You like those? Yeah. There was something you did when you hung up the phone, and you just said something so sweet. I can't remember what it was. but I'm just, sweet to you. I love... Sometimes you're real fucking sweet, <laughs> Mr. Sen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you guys stay around, because we're not just going to gross you out all day. <laughs> And we've been together for 18 years. We've been together for more than that, haven't we? No, 18 together, 16 married. 18, like a couple days ago. I know. Oh, my God. I know. On the 29th. <laughs> That's right. Yesterday. Well, I'm not for this pod. Not but. for this pod. This airs in October. Yeah. But I, yes, I, I, wrote, I wrote the date yesterday and I went, oh, my God, September 29th. That was our first date. That was our first date <sighs> in 1997. Back in the 90s. <laughs> Back in the 90s when I had chola crunchy hair and yeah. eyebrows and lips. Eyebrows like a line. Eyebrows like a line, eh? <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody tell that girl she's white. Oh that was God. kind yeah. of the situation. Yeah, it pretty much was. <laughs> I'm not sure you were. I wasn't sure when I first met you. Anyway, please don't go. We've got some good stuff. So today we're actually bringing you a listener submission, which is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. And this is when someone in your life is always the victim Mm. and they speak from that place all the fucking time with a side order of passive aggression cloaked in guilt. Mm. Right. Lovely. Yes. With a side order. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So we're, we're going to jump into that for sure. And I believe that we've neglected your segment for the last couple of weeks. How dare you? Well, we've been kind of like tossing around changing it up. So We have been tossing around changing it up. So if you have an idea, what did, what did we say? We were saying like, um, yeah, there was three options, right? There I was, don't even remember. I don't either. This I don't is, remember. We're a class. Listen to the act. last episode. <laughs> Just listen to the last episode. Listen to episode 120. <laughs> and tell us your thoughts. We're us giving them thoughts. way too much work to do. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's get to some. Well, are we going to the segment then or what are we doing? Let's take it away. Take it away to the segment? Yeah. All right. Would you rather? All right. <laughs> Yeah, so today's Would You Rather, my first Would You Rather in three weeks, have a head the size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon. (laughs) Like, uh, what's that kid from uh, Family Guy? Stuart. Like Stuart. Stewie. Mom. Mommy. 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 
What? Hi. Hi. <laughs> Lewis. Mom. 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 Mommy. 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 Mama. 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 Ma. 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 Mom. 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 Mommy. Mommy. Mama. 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 What? Hi. <laughs> and I love how he All you a, moms out there can he relate to that one. He has a British accent and nobody else in the family does. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, so yeah, you'd like have that kind of a head. But like, isn't there like a Beetlejuice character or something that has that tiny ass head? Yeah, there's one sitting in the lobby when he's uh, oh in the lobby. Oh my yeah. God. Um, and then he actually gets his head shrunk too. <laughs> Remember I took my ponytail out and you were like... <laughs> You look like fucking Beetlejuice right now. <laughs> Ladies, you your, know what I'm talking about. Your hair was when all... You, when, you, when you take the pony out, but your hair is so dirty that it like stays kind of in nice. an awful stays pony. A little half pony. But... <laughs> 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 I did not think I was this silly today. Okay, so I think I would... God, I mean, either one is so bad. If you have the head the size of a tennis ball, you have a voice the size of a tennis ball, too. So you think you could you wouldn't have like powerful vocal cords? I don't think so. How could you? But if you have a gigantic head, I mean, there's no place. I mean, unless you're like a Bose speaker, like how? (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) are you gonna get voice out of that? You'd probably talk like. But then, how would you talk if you had a watermelon head? Oh, I don't know. Like that? Yeah. Like real kind of bassy and kind of bassy. Yeah, and kind of deep. So, and hollow. God, I, what would you pick? Oh man, I think you know. As I'm bad as it sounds, as bad as it sounds, I'm going for the watermelon. Really? Yeah, because I tennis totally ball, had you pegged for a tennis ball. Either one is a double looker, right? <laughs> like you, you double guess yourself. You, like, well, what? Yeah, I did see that. And then it's like, don't stare. Right, but the watermelon head. At least you'd have like some chance. At what? At dating. <laughs> Really? You think that's know. better? Yeah, if you have the head the size of a tennis ball, like that's the size of this mic. That's that's even smaller. <laughs> no, that's really small. That's really it, small. But a watermelon's a watermelon. so big. Like, you are, have a are you lo- thinking you about the, the tiny watermelons at Trader Joe's? Or you're talking about like oh, I carried like a, a watermelon from, like a watermelon, you know. from Dirty Dancing. Like I carry <laughs> a watermelon. I carried a watermelon. Like a watermelon, yeah. Like an average everyday size watermelon. Like a run of the mill. Run of the mill watermelon. Type of watermelon. You're going with tennis ball. I'm leaning towards a tennis ball. Are you? Okay. I just, I just think that there's probably like a ton of situations that you might not be aware of where your head would, like, could you ride rides? You could never wear a hat. You, I mean, hats. You could try. I mean, hats. You hats for a tennis ball too, though. I know, but <laughs> you could get a baby hat. <laughs> you could at least get like a a pastel beanie, like no. a baby blue beanie. <laughs> I love how long this segment has gone. We've really given some some thought here. Everyone's really giving like, it some thought. And this isn't in the category self-help. Right, right. What category is this? this All is right. A, so find wanna me. Want to be comedian? Find channel? me on. Exactly. Find me on Insta at the joy junkie. That's my Instagram handle. And is that junkie with a Y or an IE? With an IE. IE. Please. Por favor. Come on. All right. So find me over on Insta. Mr. Smith doesn't play Insta, but he loves hearing when you guys say I hi. I know. I love it. It's awesome. It's pretty fun. And 
let us know what your would you rather is when you see the post we always post on Mondays. So would you rather? All right, when we're out. And we're, and and we're back. Fade black. Fade black. Now we're back. So let's talk about when someone you love is always the victim. And I want to read this submission from this listener. Because I think a lot of us could relate to this sort of thing. So she talks about having a really great relationship with her mom for the most part. That she is pretty open-minded and they get along quite well. But then she says, I feel as though perhaps my mom, she's from from Australia. And I love it. it. Is it supposed to be Aussie or Aussie? Somebody tell me because I would rather I think say it's Aussie. I would rather say Aussie, but I don't want to be rude if that's Aussie, like Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. I think it's Aussie. Aussie. Mm-hmm. Okay, we love our Aussies, but I love that she says mum, um, just like mum, mummy, mum, 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 mummy, mummy. Oh my god! All right, so she says I feel as though perhaps my mum in particular deems herself unworthy of success. She finds ways to make herself super busy and is often finding new problems to dwell on. Sometimes when I try to make future plans with her, she stumbles on her words, trying to think of something that she'll be busy doing just to sound like she is an in-demand woman or, quote, has too much on. I don't know if that's just... Too much going on. Too much on her plate. But I think it's probably an Australian, like thing like I'm, maybe i don't know maybe i'm making that shit up maybe you are forgive you know how americans are <laughs> i she says i tried to prompt her to be more positive or more understanding to these victim situations she finds herself in but it's very hard to get through to her my question to you is do you have any loving tips to help me either approach the situation with her or graciously work through it on my end sending Ooh. love and magic your way Love and magic. I love it. I will always take a good dose of magic. I love magic. For sure. So I have I have lots of things to say about this. But What's the, one thing? The first point that I wanted to kind of underline here is if anybody is acting in a way that is kind of ill-behaved or rude or – in fact, you and I were just talking about this the other day – people are like an asshole to you or they're kind of a dick or they're super passive aggressive or they are the perpetual victim like in this situation most of the time it's based off of the skill set or lack of skill set that they have right now so they believe that that is or they've just never contested any other way to defend themselves like it's okay. it's just a piece of their Defense. Does it mean that it's acceptable? No, but it's kind of like you don't know until you know. And I think it's also more prevalent in older generations that, you know, I mean, I remember us talking with one of our best friends, her mom, and she's, you know, I think she's in her 60s. And she was saying, like, we didn't talk about that stuff growing up. Like, we didn't ever talk about our emotions we didn't talk about you know so some families I, do some pa- families don't right know? it's it's very different across the board but i would say the difference between like our grandparents generation and then our parents generation 
and then our generation is is fairly different about and granted if you're lucky enough to be involved in you know a very open family awesome but i would say that there is some stuff that's very indicative of people who parented in you know the 50s versus parented in the 80s or 90s versus parented now there's a there's a type there's a stereotype of what it was like back then right right Right. so all i'm saying is if you're in a situation where you have parents who are locked into a specific way of thinking that's very common and that and there's a room to have compassion for them yeah because they might not have jumped on board with progressive thought and personal development that was happening in their day so you're saying that there's room for uh letting people go i'm i'm not necessarily letting them go but there's room to be compassionate towards them versus our natural instinct which is usually total and complete irritation got it right okay especially if we're privy to that because she was talking about there's another piece to her email where she was talking about her her journey on personal development and how she's starting to learn things and understand things and our parents or our aunts or uncles or sisters or brothers may not be privy to that may not be interested may not be at that point of evolution so i have some approaches to give to her but that's the first thing that i just wanted to throw out there that they usually don't go let me just stay locked into this victimhood and identify myself as a martyr so that I can get all of this consideration and sympathy from other people. I don't think that's really what happens most of the time. I think mm-hmm. they just plain old fucking don't know any better. Got it. It's their MO. It's right. Their, it's Even though we operation. can look at it from the outside and go, God, you're such a victim. Yeah. Right? Right. The second point that I wanted to make is... A lot of times, especially with people who we are highly, highly attached to, like our parents, our siblings, best friends, is we'll take a set of facts, something that we experience, and then we'll completely interpret those facts to create our version of the story instead of what really is happening. So a lot of times when someone says something, instead of us getting really, really clear with them about what they mean, we make up what they mean. Got it. Now, there's certain situations where it's pretty clear. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I would also venture, I guess, that there's many times, and this listener may or may not be included in this, where your parent does something and you're like, uh, she's doing this. She's going uh-huh. into this. Right. She must mean this. And all I'm saying is really dissect the facts versus the interpretation. What did she actually say in any given situation? And then what did you make up? What did you make that mean? <clears throat> okay. And, and I think we do that in life in general period Mm -hmm. we read into things you know when somebody says something we go well what does that mean do you mean this do you mean do you think that i'm this and then we make it about us we make up some story and i'm like they maybe had no intention of coming at you you just made it up another thing that kind of fits in there is just like seeing the dynamic between you and i your mom my mom like we see them differently you know you see them kind of like Oh, she always does this, and you know, oh, she's the victim, and uh, 
And I'm like, you know, she's really not that bad. Like our, our versions of her are different. Right. You know, because we didn't grow up with them. That's absolutely right. And we will naturally gather evidence to support our story. Exactly. And I've really been noticing this in my own life too, where fortunately I have an amazing coach. Shout out to Courtney Webster, by the way, who is my who keeps me fucking sane. And <laughs> is this I, an acceptance speech or <laughs> stupid? <laughs> but she no, I really believe you you walk the talk, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not done with my journey. Like I need I need support we too. All do. We, you know, if I'm yeah. gonna tell people feel what you feel and get out of your own head and do your work and you know, I sure You'll as be hell, done when you're dead. Right. <laughs> exactly. And That's maybe right. not even then. Maybe Who not knows? then. Who Depending knows? Yeah. What you believe in. We don't know. No one knew. No one knows. No one knows. So Courtney really helped me identify some ways in which I had been I had created a story about my childhood and then really subconsciously, without even realizing it, I was constantly gathering evidence to support that story. And and we do that. We naturally do that. And I believe that a lot of times it's subconscious. We don't think we don't think, hmm, I wonder if I'm making that up about my mom, you know, or I wonder if I'm making that up about my brother. You you go, no, this is how they are. This is who yeah. they are. This, no, no, I know. This is what it's about. I'm pretty clear. But one They're of my the, sister, I know. Yeah, oh, I know. But one of the, so all I'm saying is if you're in that place of, oh, no, I, no, she's just the way that, this, she, she for sure is this way. Take a step back. Just take a step back and look at the facts of the situation, what was said, what wasn't said, and then what you made that mean. Because sometimes there might be something there, but you made it way worse in your own mind. Mm -hmm. And something that I've noticed about this topic in particular is the things that irritate me the most in my family members. Are the things that you see in yourself? Are the things I've seen in myself. Absolutely. That is so crazy, but true. And I really did not, I was like, no way, I'm not a fucking victim. I'm never a victim. I'm always the survivor. I'm this and that. But if I've had a hard day, I want people to know. If I, if I spend a lot of time doing something, I want people to know. I want credit mm. for things. And that's when I, I really had to look at why? What am I in search of? What am I? And I had to do my work to dig into that. Now, yeah, yeah. that being said, nothing in this listener submission makes it sound like she's, you know, mad at her mom or carrying a lot of anger. She sounds like she just genuinely wants to support her mom. She, she wants to understand her better. Right. Yeah. And wants to know if there's anything she can do on her behalf. So, obviously, the whole point of coaching is to get really clear on our own things, our own shit. We cannot make somebody be different or see something that they're not willing to see. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed this the same way I think we're resistant to our parents' guidance. Like they could tell us one thing or the other when we're younger, right? And you don't even want to hear it. But if some cool kid or some best friend of yours tells you about it. from somebody else, yeah. Then you're all about it. Yeah, yeah. I think the same, the reverse happens too. Not always. Some people are really fortunate to have awesome relationships, reciprocal relationships. My 
my mom, I remember, I had gotten really into what I was consuming, what I was eating, what I was putting in my system. And I had gotten – this was probably, gosh, seven or eight years ago. This was a while ago. And, of course, I want to, you know, tell her everything. And it was before I really understood forcing things on people and what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, didn't want to hear it. She didn't care. She didn't, like, I don't care if there's stuff in my meat. I don't care if it's yeah. organic. I don't care. Whatever. Like, whatever. Didn't want to be bothered. Flash forward, she meets a naturopath doctor who can help her with a bunch of things. And now she's all about if the meat has antibiotics in it. And, oh, that's so dangerous for you. And uh, Maybe you, like, open the gateway for her to be accepting of that naturopath. There could be tons of different reasons. Right? I also think sometimes people aren't ready to hear it. Exactly. Or they're not ready to hear it from you. Exactly. So what would you do with this case then? Like, how do you, like, approach that? with your with your mom or whoever about right. being a victim. Are you getting into that or am I? No, that's a perfect segue. Yeah. Okay. So I have four different types of approaches that you could oh, okay. that you could go Look with. Look at you all prepared. Well, of course. I know. I try to. And by <laughs> the way, if you're interested in submitting a topic to us, you can just go to thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast, and you'll see a section that says submit a show topic. And then there's just a little form you fill out. It's very simple. And you can tell me your story and what you want addressed. And I really, it really depends on if it's applicable to the show. I'm not going to give you business advice or anything like that. But if it's about the topics that we do in personal development. Or painting your eyebrows like a line. Stupid. I would really (laughs) love, I would really love to hear it. I go to that first before I craft any of our content. So thejoyjunkie.com, click on the podcast. Perfect. So four different approaches. One, and again, this is all based off of understanding that her response is her business. Like you cannot make her respond a certain way, be open to something. But she did mention that her mom tends to be fairly open-minded. Yeah. So this is probably one of my favorite approaches. And I call it the, here's what I've been learning approach. Mm. Where you talk about your journey, your experience. And I would highly suggest doing this not in the moment when she was super victimy or when she was super woe is me or super martyrdom. I would do it when it's a really jovial, connected time when you could just have like a real nice, intimate, heart to heart moment. Not like, you know what? I've been meaning to say something to you about that, you know? <laughs> I would do it when you're, you know, you're out shopping or you're cooking together or you're just hanging out and you're having a nice conversation. And the way in which you go into this sort of approach is you share what you've been learning about this particular topic of martyrdom or victimhood or whatever. I listen to this podcast. I always tell people, blame it on me. <laughs> blame it on your coach. Blame it on the podcast. And just say, you know, it was such an interesting perspective. I always thought that I needed everybody's attention if I would if I was sacrificing something or however you want to spin it, however mm. she wants to spin it. And it doesn't even have to be just this topic. You can do this with any Anything. personal development yeah. topic that you want to share with any person in your life. 
It's the, you know what I've been learning? Or you know this aha moment that I had? Or I was listening to this podcast and they really approached this concept of martyrdom in a different way than I've heard before. And what I realized about myself and you open it up with, here's how I'm changing. Here's the revelation I came to. And here's what I'm doing differently so that my life can be better. And here's the positive changes I've noticed. So it has to be something that they would go, oh, that sounds good. That sounds like that you can then lead into. Right, right. And say, you know, I have noticed that there's sometimes that it seems as though you highly identify with this like poor me role. I'm so busy role. And I wonder if there's something there for you. You know, I'm not, I don't want to make up your situation. I don't want to judge you or whatever, but I just, I thought of you. Yeah. You know, and just kind of throw it out that way. Mm -hmm. That's probably one of my favorite approaches. The other approach you can do is a joke. Now, the way I feel about jokes and being passive aggressive is <laughs> right. if you if you present it as a joke, expect it to be received as a joke. But I do recognize that there are a lot of people in family dynamics that it's that it would be easier for them to pull their fucking teeth out than sit down and have a vulnerable connected conversation with somebody. It's true. So if joking is your baby step. Like, if that is the first way you can actually just be vocal instead of being silent all the time, mm -hmm. I'll take it. I've done that before and then either prefaced or uh, prologued with, you know, it's a joke, but a lot of truth is said in jest, right? Yes. And, you know, then it kind of hits home like, oh, yeah. No, but seriously. Yeah. yeah. Like, you <laughs> go into it. So... Um, I, I did this a little bit with some friends of mine and it's really more so as like a, an easing into it instead of a come to Jesus, let's have this really challenging right. conversation about something I about see it. in you. Right. right. And again, whatever you choose, this is based off of you. You know, you're seeking some sort of result, but you cannot be attached to it because it is not your responsibility. You mm. can want that to happen. But the whole point is for you to handle yourself with kindness and grace and for you to give voice to something that is on your heart. That if you could see, like if, for you, like if I could see a place where maybe you're struggling or something I see in you, I, I want to tell you. Mm -hmm. I want to say, hey, you know, I think sometimes you like the idea of this, but it's not really, you know, or sometimes it seems like you brush this off or whatever or right. vice versa. We do, And we do that all the time. We do it all the time, yeah. but we approach it at the right time. Yeah. When the other person's ready to receive. And, and when I'm in the middle of a video game or yeah, <laughs> it's perfect timing. Right. No, or I'm when kidding. you just get home. <laughs> no, we're, we're really good about sharing what opportunities that we might see for the other person. Sure. Now, we have a very specific dynamic that supports that, that we've nurtured over years and years and years. Exactly. You may or may not have that with your mom, right? <laughs> I love that. So cute. Good old mom. Good old mom, mom, mommy. So it really depends on the dynamic of the relationship. But I've done this with friends before where I've been like, oh, look, he was a victim. Like, nice. uh, or, oh, woe is me, martyr, martyr, you know. And sometimes they get pissed or frustrated. And, and then you can sympathize and go, no, I, I know you have a lot on your plate. But 
I mean, come on. It does sound a little victim-y. Right. You know, and then you can broach it from more of a humorous place. It depends on the dynamic. If you have a very serious relationship, that's probably not the dynamic. But if you have a family dynamic or a friendship dynamic that's always joking and jest, that might be a good lead-in. Right. And then say, no, seriously. Mm -hmm. I, I have noticed. You know, it seems like you identify with this struggling woman or I'm so busy or whatever she... I didn't want to go off the flow of the topic, but I have just something to say that kind of struck me in this email that I have to say. Okay. And I don't... It seems to me like she is... Mom is really trying to find things to be busy because she's afraid to not be. Yeah. And she's... and that's that's like how that's American way of life. I don't know about Aussies or Aussies, right? But like we have the, to personify that we are always. I'm so busy. Oh my god, I'm so sorry to get back to you. I've been so busy, right? Like we have this connotation of that where if we're not busy, we're not then we're not worthy, or we're not fulfilled, or we're not as good at our job as someone else, or right. whatever those things are. So maybe she's not being a victim. Maybe she's just trying to personify what everyone else is personifying. Right. Right? So maybe she is a victim and maybe that's, you know, but I got just a little bit something different from that. Well, I think that's very interesting. And one of the things that she says at the very beginning of her letter is, I think my mom struggles with self-worth. Right. And that's exactly what you're pointing with, mm-hmm. pointing to. Now, it really depends if it's a somebody who can understand what you're even saying if you say that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're absolutely right. And I definitely think there's something there where, which the third step. Ooh, look at that segue. We're so in sync. I can't even believe it. I love it. We Seriously, you guys, we don't talk about any of this shit. I don't even know. I find the, the topic out when we warm up the mics. I don't know the would you rathers. I mean, <laughs> we're like, you're ready for the podcast? Okay, let's go. Let's What's the go. Topic? Let's, go with that. let's go. Ready and record. <laughs> so, the third approach is a straightforward approach. Mm-hmm. It, and this is probably what I do the most. Yeah. Um, I, well, I really do the, <clears throat> I do the here's what I'm noticing about my own growth a mm-hmm, lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that is one of my favorite. We're in approaches. this together approach. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, I know what that's like to not feel good enough or yeah. to, feel like you have to justify yourself all the time. So the straightforward approach, you could absolutely do that and come from a place of, hey, mom, you know, I've been noticing that it seems like whenever whenever I invite you somewhere, it seems like you're, you're frantic to put forth this image like you're really, really busy. And I just want to check in, like, is there something that makes you feel like you have to be busy or... I don't know. I'm just kind of picking up on this. Am I off? Am I making this up? Am I, you know, and just really straightforward, say exactly what you're making up. Mm -hmm. Whatever that truth is that you've made up. If it's, I wonder if you think your schedule as is, is not enough. Or what you're doing is not enough. And I, I, I just want to check in with you about that because I think you have such an incredible life and you're such a beautiful mother to me and I, I would love to hang out with you and it's just something I'm picking up. Is there anything there? And again, really being cognizant of when you broach that conversation. Right. 
truly. And we talked about that last week also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So straightforward approach. Number four is the boundary approach. And that is if you, if it's a situation, and this may not be the case with this particular listener, but if it's a situation where if they continue the behavior or the statements or the dialogue, that you want to do something differently. Mm. Like, I don't want to be around that anymore. This doesn't High seem stakes. like it's one of those issues. It's a little more like come to Jesus moment. Right. Or like ultimatum almost. Like, right? if you continue to speak like that, right. I'm going to leave the house. I'm going to hang up the phone. I'm going to mm. do... And I have had totally to do that. Totally ultimatum, yeah. In, in other situations. But it was clearly about religious topics. Like, I'm not going to engage in these conversations anymore. And that was the boundary. You know, and it was really, really clear. I don't think that's this situation. No, I don't. I don't think so. Nine. But I think it's it's at <laughs> night. But I think it's also good to um, approach it in as many different ways as possible because there's so many different dynamics. There's just as many dynamics as there are people. Absolutely. You know, of ways to approach this. These are four great ways, but, you know, everybody has their own way of approaching that. And, you know, I, I do a big old messy approach sometimes, too. <laughs> where it just comes out all messy. Yeah. And but then it's out. I was talking to my yeah. cl- a class that I was teaching about this, and they're like, everything you say, I can't say it like that. I'm like, oh, honey, I say it a lot better for my classes than I do in real life. In real life, <laughs> it's a big old fucking mess. And I'm yeah. usually crying, and I'm usually a mess. But I get it out because it has become to the point where it is so painful for me to not say what I'm thinking or feeling or needing from somebody that I just cannot do it anymore. Yeah. Because I've nurtured this other way of being. Mm -hmm. So, oh, and I had another idea under the joke approach. (laughs) I forgot to mention this. To say something like, all right, mom, the next time you say, oh, I have way too much on or whatever her phrase is, I get a dollar. You have to pay me a dollar the next time you say that. And then, and then you start with something that's kind of jokey, like, well, why would you say that? Well, I don't know, mom. It just seems like you think you need to be so busy or it can be the on jar right you can have an on jar and you have to put a dollar in the on jar <laughs> right. or whatever it is what is it called in aussie it's i got i got in stuff aussie, on. It, the aussies say <laughs> we're so american it's embarrassing i don't well, know yeah I, we're americans I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know i'm sorry for us I'm sure that Aussies don't know stuff about us, too. I know. I'm just saying, like, what was the phrase again? Um, I would have to look it up over oh, there. Fine. Over there, across Joy Junkie Studios. Yeah, like, two feet away. Don't talk down to me. I don't have a choice. So, stupid. <laughs> so, I also think that... Why did I write this note? Looked into a frame of mind... Oh, locked into a frame of mind. Couldn't read my own damn notes. So it sometimes your parent or that person will be completely locked into a frame of mind, and there isn't any changing. Uh. So the only so it, all you can do is give voice to something, and you can choose whatever method you want to choose, but give voice to it and know that that's all you're responsible for. If somebody's going to be closed off. And they don't want to hear it and they're not interested and they don't care. 
there's not much more you can do about that. All you can do is be kind, graceful, and broach the topic in some way. Fortunately, this particular listener said her mom's really open-minded. Yeah. So I think the here's here's what I've been learning approach might be really applicable for her. And then if we're talking about another scenario where somebody is really locked into something that uh, like locked into a victimhood in in such a way that they are constantly complaining. Like it is like a black cloud every time you hang around them. Then it might really truly be something around that boundary. Like I cannot talk to you about your work anymore because it is just complaint after complaint after woe is me look at what they're doing to me look at the this horrible like until you come to me with a solution or you want to seek a solution Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep talking about the problem anymore so then it becomes if they are not going to change and it's something that's severe enough for you what are you going to do about it Mm. what is that boundary what do you what do you need to do to take care of you yeah and sometimes it's just related to a topic like, I'm not talking to you about your relationship anymore. Until you go and tell your fucking husband what you've been telling me, I'm not discussing this with you anymore. Right. God, get all worked up. All worked up. So those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. I'm those sticking to Those are my it. thoughts. So there's a little bit of how to deal with somebody else, but then there's also looking at, are, are there victim-y pieces of me? Yeah. Am I adopting that behavior in some way? Or am I making something up? Are there boundaries? What's my approach? How am I going to, you know, address this topic? And again, as always, conducting yourself gracefully, kindly, coming mm-hmm. from that really compassionate place. Grace and kindness. Grace and kindness. You know, I love that <laughs> shit. All right. So I think that's everything. Did you have any other final thoughts? Nope. I think you, I think you got it. Great insight today, Mr. Smith. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. We Oh, and... Exciting announcement with more free shit coming up next week. No way. Yeah, I'm going to do another another masterclass, another workshop that's going to be completely free. It'll be online, and we'll give you all the details about that next week. Wow. You're always giving something away free. You can come to that one if you want. Well, now I can come. <laughs> well, now I'm fed up. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, we got to go. I'm so fed up, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> So this would not be a good time for me to... You've kicked me out of so many that... You know what I'm learning? What are you learning? (laughs) I'm trying to broach a topic with you. Yeah. (laughs) Go and say your sign off. Here is to (laughs) loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out.